The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Ben Simmons. Welcome to the BS Report, part two of the Over Under podcast with Joe House. It's now a sunny day here in Southern California. That's how long, much time has passed since we did the East. The East, if you missed it, our two locks were Indiana under 33 and a half and Detroit over 36. But check out that podcast if you want to hear our thoughts. Now, the much more interesting Western Conference. The West is good. The West There's is ten, great. Ten good teams in the West. Got to pour a little bit out for uh, KD's foot. It's a little bit yeah. heartbreaking to not have him at full tilt for a full season with as, with, with all of the other intrigue that is associated with the West this year. You know what else is heartbreaking? When uh, when you have all the expiring contracts and two first-round picks and money to spend and your team made over $30 bucks last year and you didn't do anything in the summer to to have any sort of backup plan in case Westbrook or Durant got hurt. That would also be heartbreaking if I was a the OKCs fan of that feel like you're picking on them. The OKCs think that you don't you don't you don't care about them. You don't care for them. No, <laughs> I do care for them. The OKCs. That's crap because I've been to OKC. Their fans are awesome. I really like the people there, and I think unfortunately for them, they're so grateful to have that team that they're just letting their owners just kind of run rampant. And and I've written about this. You have a window with NBA contention, and that team has not taken advantage of that window. And I, and at some point in my life, the OKC fans are going to send me emails saying, I can't believe we didn't listen to you. And the big picture for me is you have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on your team. Yep. You have Serge Ibaka on your team. You played Derek Fisher as the fifth banana. Uh, in the biggest playoff games of your season last year. And I would have thought they would have tried to upgrade that. I would have thought that would have been a priority. Am I wrong to think that? You don't, you don't like Anthony Morrow? That's not an upgrade no, for you? No, I don't. I don't like okay. Anthony Morrow. I like him if he's right. your 10th man. All right. I don't like Well, we'll him. get to them soon enough. Okay, we'll get to them. We'll go in alphabetical order. The Dallas Mavericks are first at 50 and a half. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I think I like a lot of overs of the West. I like the over for this. I just think they're going to be good. I like Carlisle. I think they're going to figure out how to use Chandler Parsons better than how Houston figured him out. I think he has more talents than we saw in Houston where they just basically just had him as a spot-up guy. And uh, and they, they also have the, the chance to get better and improve the team potentially with one more trade. I'm going over. What do you think? I don't just – like the over. I love the Dallas over. I love over 50 and a half games. Do you realize that last season they won 49 games? This mm. team, all we're asking for is for them to win two more games. Can Dallas do that with this array of time? Ch- I'm channeling my inner, uh, I guess, skip. I'll I stop. liked it. Um, I love, oh, uh, I love this Dallas, uh, uh, arrangement. I love Tyson Chandler back in a way. This feels to me like Rick, uh, Rick Smart, uh, Mark Cuban apologizing for not bringing back the title contending, the title team, yeah. the, the, the championship team from two years ago. This By the is way, him saying, "I whiffed." Yeah, apology accepted, Mark Cuban. Because we, we, I know that you and I both killed him on the podcast for that. You always yeah. bring back the champs. You do whatever you can you to bring back the champs. 
Yeah, his 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 explanation and articulation for why he couldn't afford to do it was because the new collective bargaining agreement was going to be so punitive, mm. uh, and that there was just so fewer um, escape hatches in the new collective bargaining agreement. He could he couldn't do it responsibly, and that uh, explanation was blown out of the water many times over by the assembly of teams. What teams like Golden State did where yep. they managed to take great big, huge albatross contracts and move them and bring in uh, championship-caliber players like Andre Iguodala. <clears throat> and, you know, we, it, there were a couple other examples in the past couple years where uh, the collective bargaining agreement showed much more flexibility than um, Cuban intimated. And on top of that, the salary cap is going through the roof and – I bet he had a perspective on what direction salary cap was going to be headed when they uh, came out of the lockout a couple of years ago. So, anyway, uh, Dallas over. I love it. Kudos to Cubes. Assembled a 2011 title team that beat LeBron and Wade in their primes. So, you can live off the capital K that kudos. For... Huh? I say capital K. Capital yeah. K kudos. You can, live, you can breathe the fumes of those kudos for 25 years. Not everyone gets yep. to win the title. Um, but kind of whiffed on, on keeping that team together and misread where the salary cap was going and where the economy was going with the NBA. Um, he then reversed course again and structured a great Chandler Parsons contract that just he just played poker with Daryl and guessed Daryl wouldn't, wouldn't match that contract. He was right. Now he has Chandler Parsons on his team. He yeah. was able to package a bunch of crap to get Tyson Chandler who was in a contract year. Um, and I just like the team. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Jameer Nelson signing sneaky. Great. I mean, I, I looked around the league. There are a bunch of teams that could use uh, Jameer as, as a backup uh, point yeah. guard. Him um, and Devin Harris, not terrible. Yeah. One well, and, and Felton, you know, in the, in the correct role with the right coach and the right kind of mature organization around them can be at least a guy that doesn't take stuff off the table. Right. You know, um, it's interesting. Dallas and Sacramento, two, I would say, forward-thinking teams or teams that try to be. Both of them obviously decided that point guard was was an inefficiency in the NBA because there were it was basically a supply and demand thing. Both teams felt like there were more available point guards than point guard spots. So why pay a lot of money for a point guard when you could just patch together a couple guys on cheap, small contracts that you could either flip or just get out of after a year, patch those guys together and you're better off doing that than paying some point guard 12 million a year is not an all-star. I actually agree with that theory. Mm -hmm. So Sacramento got, they let go Isaiah Thomas and did Darren Collison and Raymond Sessions. I did not agree with those two choices. I would have gone with I didn't DJ like Augustine. Either. I would have gone with DJ Augustine and Raymond Sessions. Sure. Um, and then Dallas just went patchwork by committee, you know, Jameer Nelson, Devin Harris, uh, Raymond Felton, and just give them, give them for a test drive. If you don't like them, package them together. Try to get somebody else. I liked it. I thought it was smart. Me too. Nugs, 42 and a half. Calling them the Nugs this year. <laughs> so do you, do you uh, realize they had three ACLs last year? Yeah. Triple I, ACL. I, the triple, that's, that's, you don't get a lot of that in the NBA. That's they a lot of ACL. Totally, they botched the Gallinari thing. They let Gallinari 
approved. So I forget what that the whole basics of that story was, but it led to him missing a season and a half instead of a season, which I'm going to say was well, handled they, incorrectly. They, they, for whatever reason, I'd, I'd not heard of this uh, before. There apparently is a way for an ACL to repair itself. Right. And so they waited on the surgery to see if it would heal itself. And it didn't. Yeah. Great theory. That sounds like, <laughs> hey, my kid's really sick. Well, wh- I went to a hospital where they don't they don't have medication. They they hope for natural healing of the of the sickness. Oh, great. Okay, let's try that. Like you can't mess around with an ACL. How about this? Just fix the ACL the way the other teams fix it. it, it There's a theory like that would have been that would have been the best course of action. Stupid. Um, so the Nugs, so they, the Nugs have a couple of things going for them. I'm calling them the Nugs, by the way, because that's what my son referred to his testicles as once, and I loved it. Oh and, goodness! What? You think people at Denver like that association? Their team they're and your so child. Stone, they don't care. They don't even know where they are right now. They're, <laughs> that's they're a great weed. point. That's a they, great they, point. They, Denver's the greatest place in the world now. Everyone's just peaceful and happy and kind of walking yeah. around like a zombie. It's awesome. Uh, yep. Nugs, forty-two and a half. I think the conference is too tough. And uh, I forty three and thirty nine seems ambitious for these guys. I'm going under. That's interesting. So they won thirty six last year, and to take the over, you have to have seven more wins. Ty Lawson missed twenty games last year. They were right around a five hundred team when he played, and they went like seven and thirteen or something bad when he didn't play. So they added the a flalo. They added a they flalo. Added a flalo. And and you have Gallinari back for a, for a whole year. So are they around a 500 team uh, in in the tough tough West with teams like OKC? You know, taking a temporary uh, step backwards. Uh, are they going to steal some wins at the beginning of the season? They continue to have um, the all time greatest uh, home court advantage. Brian yeah. Shaw gets that. They want to play that style. I am going to take the under. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> by half game, I think they're going to win forty-two games, which is an, you know still a market improvement over last season, but not enough to get me to take the over. I think they're going to win much less than that because here's the factor you forgot: you had these teams that are like tenth, eleventh, twelfth, whatever in the in a conference, and there hits a point in mid-March where they realize they're not going to make the playoffs, and that would actually be better for them to get the sixth pick in the draft instead of the thirteenth or however it works out. And all of a sudden, guys who have little nagging injuries start sitting. And that guy who needs surgery on his hand that he's been playing with, now he's going to have the surgery, and, and that kind of stuff happens. I see that. I see it being that kind of season where they're under 500, but barely, but they're kind of hanging around, but not really. And then all of a sudden, like a lot like what's happened in Minnesota a couple of times. In some ways, it feels a little disrespectful, though. Fareed was awesome in the, in the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. And they have a lot of vets. Now, I don't know which way this cuts. Wilson Chandler's still on this basketball team. Randy Foy's still on this basketball team. Nate Robinson's still on this basketball team. J.J. Hickson's still on this basketball team. Ooh, you're uh, listing all players that are lottery guys. The enigmatic Travail and McGee is still on this basketball team. Lottery. <clears throat> but those are all, that's your bench. It's they don't have any big guys. Bench. They have too many guys, which is another issue. They have too many guys okay. who are going to want to play. I, the one thing they did that I really liked was that Aflalo trade. Yeah, I thought it was great. Evan Fournier, what the hell was that trade? <laughs> and we, you know, Chen and I are in this crazy salary cap basketball league, and he he was intrigued by Evan Fournier because of his salary. So yeah. I did a quick Google recon of him, and apparently he bombed the preseason in Orlando. Now, 
Aaron Flowell's not an all-star, but at least you know what he is. He's an above-average two-guard who's really yeah. he's a solid defender, and he makes threes. Like, that guy's a he, professional basketball player. For sure. All those I didn't things. like that like trade. Him, like him on the Denver team. I almost Did want not. to go over. I'm going to stick with my under, but it's it's right at 42 for me. It's hard to believe OKC didn't step in on Aaron Flowell. That would have been a good one for them, right? That would have been an upgrade from Cephalosha. Hard to believe they couldn't have trumped the Evan Fournier offer that Orlando was dangling. I mean, uh, that Denver was dangling. Couldn't they, couldn't they trump believe. Evan Fournier? Would you rather have Andre Roberson or Aaron Aflalo in a playoff game? Just curious. Well, I mean, you forget the playoff game. How about game one? Yeah. You, you know, that you're starting uh, small forward. I mean, power uh, forward. I'm going under only because of the conference. I think if they're in the East, I, I you could talk me into over potentially. They're in that, you know, they're, they, they're certainly a more talent than the Knicks, put it that way. In, in the East, they're like a 46, 47. Yeah, right, they're settle, down. settle down. Have a glass of water. Um, <laughs> the Warriors, 51 yeah. and a half. Another oh, one. Ver. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it feels like... When we were we talked about a little bit about them over the weekend. It felt like a misprint. They won uh, fifty-one games last year. Yeah. Do I think they're going to be one game better with Steve Kerr as the coach? Healthy Bogan, yes, Steve Kerr. Yeah, Sean Livingston. Huge. Right. Sean Livingston was a. He, I know he's hurt right now, but he's that's somebody that gives them flexibility that they didn't have last year. Now you can play Curry off the ball. You can go three guard. You can do a whole bunch of stuff that you did not have that option last year. And totally agree. They, I, uh, they, they, the bizarre thing with them is when I watched them last year, uh, the Washingtons beat them and beat them because of what looked to me like a defensive um, sort of effort, like a yeah. uh, an aimlessness defensively. They were a pretty darn good defensive team. Their problem was middle-of-the-road offensive efficiency and mm. it's kind of stunning to think about all the the weapons they have and conclude that the, you know the the middle of the pack offensively is is egregious for this group. I, uh, They're going to be better on offense this year. Yeah, and you know what else? They didn't have you know Bogut was hurt in that Clipper series. And they still almost won. Yeah. Right. Well, they almost won Bogut with Jermaine O'Neal playing big minutes and. Um, David Lee is their rim to protector. I mean, they, they still almost beat the Clippers. Now the Clippers yeah, have their own right set there. of stuff going on. I know this. I, I go, I very rarely go all in on something like this. And I really feel strongly about this. I think Steve Kerr is going to be a great coach. I've known, I've known him for a long time, had great basketball conversations with him. I'm not doing the thing where I'm, it's the media protecting somebody who's now in the limelight. Like I, I genuinely believe this guy has put a ton of thought into how to coach a team was waiting for the perfect team to coach, was waiting for the perfect season to do it. He also, unlike Derek Fisher, he ran Phoenix. He he was in an authority position with a team that they ended up doing really well and almost made the finals. Watch what Alvin Gentry went through with that team. Um, and he's he's been on some great basketball teams. He learned from Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. And I just think if anyone has the sense of how to coach a team when the team's starting to drift, when a team's not being tough enough, when the work ethic isn't quite there yet. That guy knows all that stuff. That He, yeah. he got a PhD twice in all of that stuff, and I think he's going to be a great coach. 
I'm all in on Steve Kerr for every single reason you just mentioned. It's a rare thing to see a guy come from the front office down to the bench. You don't, you don't, that's not the typical trajectory. And I think yeah. that it gives him such a head start in terms of just the, the basic communication framework in terms of his ability to kind of navigate upside, upwards and downwards with his team, the players, what they're kind of capable of, their skill sets, what he has in mind, and managing uh, expectations and looking for you know opportunities to improve the team upwards with management. He's just uh, got a very unique skill set, and I love Golden State this year. My fear with them just from can they get to that mid-50s and stuff like that is they don't have the alpha dog that you just – you ride day in day out, like the you know the the dregs of February or fourth game in five nights. Who's the guy in that team who's like, hey guys, we're winning this game. We're not rolling well, over, or we're not rolling over to, you know, Indian at home in in February when we're more favored by thirteen. Like, you know, the the season's a grind. And up Mark Jackson, in a lot of ways, actually was the team's alpha dog last season. They don't really have the true alpha dog. You know, they have an alpha dog score, all this stuff. So I think Kerr's going to actually, in a weird way, have to be their kind of behind-the-scenes alpha dog, right? He's going to have to Could be they, the one that gets why, them fired up. Why can't uh, Steph and Clay kind of combine? I mean, they were they were very Dude. complimentary in the FIBA Cup. Clay, Clay Thompson is not wired like that. Like, just let yeah. that thought go. Uh, yep. Steph Curry, I don't know. I, never, I think he's a leader in a sense, like, he's getting hot. He galvanizes the team. I don't know if he's a behind-the-scenes leader like that, but I will tell you this because um, I've heard from a couple different people around that team that uh, I think last year was a lot. I knew we knew it was dysfunctional because two coaches quit and the coach and the owners weren't talking all that stuff. But I think it was even way more dysfunctional than we thought. Oh, in, insider I, scoop! Insider scoop coming from yeah. Simmons. I love it. Right. Um, yeah, so we I love the over. Think, I just think removing all of that dysfunction from this season with all of the progress they made. And they've basically kept the same core of guys, right? Yeah, for sure. It's not like this is one of the rare contenders that's actually brought back the intact team. A la the Spurs, which I kind of like, I think they're going to be really good. I'm making this a lock too. I think I, I was just going to stay in Dallas. Just or put it in red right now. It's a lock. Houston, like 49 and a half. Um, I hate this one because if you told me Harden and Howard are going to play 150 to 160 games combined, I'd probably lean toward the over. But if one of those guys get gets hurt, this team's in trouble. What do you think? Yeah, I. I so you have to accept that uh, what they lost in terms of both frontline talent and depth only translates to four um, regular season losses. They won 54 last year, and, and to take the over. You have to be prepared to take 50. And, you know, the the thing that I'm concerned with is the depth issue with uh, Lynn and, and Ashik off that bench, plus yep. losing Parsons. The replacement's Trevor Ariza, but Ugh. it's not necessarily the motivated Trevor Ariza. No, it's not contract so year Trevor Ariza. It's an open Ariza. question. We'll put it that way. We've I seen motivated Trevor, Trevor Ariza. Yeah. He was awesome last year for the Washington. I love yeah. him. He single-handedly won one of those Bulls games. Well, but he's also this... in the best possible situation for him. He's in a contract year. He's playing with a point guard. And it, Bradley Beal, to some extent, too. Guys who yeah. could slash and kick and get him open threes. Yep. 
Harden's going to have to do that for him. Other than that, there's not another player on this roster that can get him open threes. And 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 I just look at the roster at the the depth, you know, behind every starter here, and I don't like any of the answers. Well, and like, here's another thing: a lot of the names I see that I like. They they were first rounding out last year. They lost their third, fourth, and fifth best players from that team. They replaced those three guys well, with Trevor Reza, basically. Patrick Beverly's yeah. better than Lynn, but I hear what you're saying. Uh... He's a better defender. He, that Lynn's guy a better offensive play player. Defense. All right, anyway. so uh, let's say th- we'll quibble. Can we give him a tie? Five, third, yeah. fourth, and five B. Sure, sure, sure. Plus, let's see Patrick Beverly stay in the court for more than thirty games. So the, I, the I, over. I, I thought Lynn was good for them in a weird way. I thought he, I thought he attacked the rim and he kind of played into the other strengths they had. I didn't. I, I would not. I know why they had to do it, but man, it would have been nice to keep him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not knocking Lynn. I liked him uh, quite a bit, and totally agree with the idea of him being um, a right guy, uh, framework-wise, for what they were trying to accomplish. The, no backup center either. But that, that's the. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking the. You know the the backups on on this team. Jason Terry at shooting guard. Uh, Francisco Garcia at small forward. Uh, power forward. I guess it's Moshe Yunish. Right. How do you say that? Monte Yunus. Monte Yunus. Or and as he's called in Houston, Demo. Demo. See, yeah. should have known. Demo. Uh, and then Joey Dorsey is the the backup at center. Um, and we didn't even mention Mikhail's coaching. I'm going under. <laughs> I'm going under also. I don't like. Uh, I, I, I'm worried about this season for my friend Daryl. The, the only thing is. Uh, you know he's he's enormously resourceful, constantly looking for opportunities. Yeah. The thing that would would take the over, uh, put the over into play for them is, you know, you believe that he has a deal because he's always got a deal somewhere. He's always got a deal cooking. See, I'm going the other way. I think the way they hit the over is Dwight Howard has an MVP season. Maybe doesn't win the MVP, but goes back to being 2009 Dwight Howard. And there's a possibility. Yeah, Everybody's talking about how great he looks. He's finally healthy. All this stuff. But I also know it's your. I think 11 or 12 for him. and Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows? Dwight Howard might be awesome this season, and then that changes the equation. I'm, I'm leaning toward under. I don't feel good about it. We're sticking with the under. Lakers, 30 and a half. Well, let's do I'm, Clippers first. No, I'm saving the Clippers and OKC for the end. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't yeah. tell me that. Okay, well, I Lakers, 30 and a half. I, I threw a curveball at you. What do you want? You did. I'm, I can roll with it. Lakers, 30 and a half. Lakers 30 and a half, which is uh, the number of points they're going to give up each quarter, coincidentally, 30 and a half. <laughs> they're going to give up 122 points a game. This is the worst defensive team um, maybe since that – what was that year when Paul Westhead was <laughs> through that Denver Nuggets team together that was intentionally not playing defense? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. I think I think we're here with this Laker team. Oof. Uh, it's going to be – Exciting basketball to watch. Yeah. Because other teams, the, the scorers on those teams, their eyes are going to be that, – that's really the only the only hope that the Lakers have is that the teams come in so hungry to feast on their, on, on their, on their defensive carcass mm. that, uh, you know, they, they, they uh, shoot themselves in the foot. They're self-defeating. There's, there's you know, the teams can't, can't deliver what they're, what they're excited about doing. 
Jalen always talks about drafted by the wrong team. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Julius Randle on this team. He's going to spend a lot of time holding his left hand up, saying he's open and not getting the ball. It's his destiny. But the, the wrinkle with this team, and the reason I like under more than anything else is they ha- if they're not in the top five in the lottery, Phoenix gets their first round pick. Yeah, I, I'm so, right there with you. So there's going to come a point where they just have to just throw this season away once they realize they're not a playoff team. And whether Kobe likes that or not, hey, Kobe, you, you took 23 million bucks from us this year. So shut up and cash the checks and we're going to win 20 games. Well, and honestly, I don't think under. they're going to have to have a hard conversation with Kobe. Uh, I think, you know, last year his body answered all of that. Yeah. And I think we were, we're going to see a repeat of that. I'm disappointed because I love watching Kobe play, but he can't go out and, and he's not going to play 82 games a season. And we didn't mention H. Bob's nemesis, Byron Scott. <laughs> Byron Scott is 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 a magician. I mean, it 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 all adds to this this potent brew for the Lakers of of colossal suckiness. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly the right guy to 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 run this this uh, this ship. Very well liked, very well respected in the former player media community. His work for ESPN has been met a lot of people done a lot of things and is one of those people that everyone treats with kids, kid gloves. This is his fourth job. Um, he actually came out in public and talked about how threes are overrated. And it doesn't, if you, if you build your team around threes, you're not making the playoffs and stuff that made it seem like, as we talked about last week in the Zach, uh, H Bob podcast, um, made him sound like unfrozen caveman coach. Like he had been thawed out of some ice from 1982. Ah, three pointers. Ah, ah. Yeah, um, and and your boy Jason Concepcion did a piece on it, uh, the GrantLand.com yes. website, and it was right. very enjoyable. And that's what I mean. I I just think it's terrific. He's 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 a contrarian. Not going for all of this whiz bang gadgetry. Yeah, we're the awesome. league's all about long twos. People, long twos are the undervalued <laughs> thing right now. That team's going to be awful. And, uh, great. and I look forward to watching them be off of because I am not a Laker fan, but sure. I do, I do would like to see Kobe's career end with a certain level of dignity. And I'm not sure that dignity is a 25 win team. So they got to figure that part out. Memphis 48 and a half. So what they like win last the year, Joe Huh? What they win last year? 50. Hmm. So it's so to be two games with- worse than that. And that was with uh, uh, – does Mark Gasol have a nickname? Gasman? Yeah. Is that really his nickname? How about Mark? That's <laughs> not very strong. Something oh, you know what? Brother. He does have a nickname. What am I saying? He's, they call him Big Spain. Oh, they're great. Good. So they, they're running it back, right? This is yeah. – uh, they, they made two noteworthy uh, additions. Vince Carter and Courtney Lee. They lost Mike Miller and Ed Davis. Uh, and I guess you could say that, that James Johnson not returning is a loss. Um, but it feels like, you know, they're, they, they know who they are. They know what they do. There isn't anybody in the entire Western Conference that they cannot beat. Yep. And they just want to, you know, the grit and grind, get themselves to the postseason, try and be healthy, try and keep Zach Randolph from punching a rookie. 
and see yeah. how far they can go. Well, a couple of things. Gasol wasn't healthy last year. He's healthy this yep. year and in a contract. Everybody's raving about how good he looks. And then uh, I really like the Vince Carter signing. Vince Carter's, you know, has, has reinvented himself, unlike just about anyone we've ever seen in NBA history, as just a really effective role player. He's going to make uh, the Hall of Fame. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. They needed somebody like him on their roster, somebody who could play 25 minutes a game, kind of carry the offense a little bit if the big guys were out and make some threes and play crunch time and just be a vet. I think he's a nice fit. I like that signing. I was surprised he signed there. And uh, it's a 50-win team to me. I, I think. I agree. I think Memphis and Golden State are, are two teams. Actually, Memphis, Golden State, and Dallas. We talked about all three of those teams. If any of those teams made the finals, I put it this way, I wouldn't be picking my jaw off the off the ground. I'm right there with you. I feel the yeah. exact same way. All right. Really interesting one here. New Orleans, 43 and yeah. a half. Um, I'm, I'm conflicted about this in a lot of different ways. So you skipped Minnesota. Was oh, that I did? Another curveball? Oh, I didn't mean to sit. No, that was not a curveball. That was just <laughs> complete apathy. What's their over-under? 27 and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> it's such a curious thing with them. They're right in between. Uh, they, they have exactly the right. They have two, two, two different rosters. They have a rebuilding roster and they have a, you know, eight seed playoff roster on the same team. Yeah, it's funny. They're fans. Some of them are upset. The Bill and Jalen preview. We were taught. I said how I didn't like the Thad Young trade, which I still don't. And then later Jalen said, you know, this team, you build a young team, you got to have veterans there. So these Minnesota fans email, and they're like, what do you mean? We do have veterans. We have Kevin Martin, we have Mo Williams, and we have Thaddeus Young. And it's like, are you, are you, are you serious? <laughs> Those are your veteran <laughs> leadership guys? Mo Williams? Mo Williams, you're throwing veteran leader at me? And then Kevin Martin, all that guy's done his entire career is lose. That guy's been on more lottery teams than anyone probably in the NBA. So what's he bringing to the table? His, his lottery experience? No offense, Kevin I mean, Martin, but I'm not he played four Kevin playoff Martin, games. But he had a good run with Houston and with OK, OKC. All right, I'm going to look up Kevin Martin and see how many career playoff games he's played in. This is going to be really exciting. I, I bet it's in the – I don't know what I'm going to bet. It's under 10 is what it is. And is, the, is that true? The answer is – I think it's over 10. The answer is – I think it's like 20. Oh, I forgot. OKC made second round that year. All right. So he yeah. played six games in 2006 for the Kings. Uh-huh. Played 11 games in OKC. Yeah. 2013, where he shot a, shot a scathing 38%. Uh, he's played 620 regular season games and 17 playoff games. So good luck with that as your veteran experience. Thad Young... Um, sure, I guess. Like Doug Collins liked him, I know. Played in some playoff games in Philly that one year. Um, but ultimately is a guy who was the veteran leader on last year's Sixers team that was a train wreck. And he's also only 26. He, so, that, he, that's, uh, you beat me to it. He's surprisingly young for, for a name that feels like it's been around the league for six or eight or ten years. And it, it hasn't been that long. It just feels that way. He's young. This roster is a great example to me of something I hate about the NBA right now is that th these these GMs and these owners they're just like collecting assets and just throwing them just throwing uniforms on them. There's no rhyme or reason to this Timberwolves team. And, and I get it, like they had to get something for Kevin Love, but 
they just have a bunch of guys who play the same position, right? They have so seventeen have- wing guys. They they can't play Pekovic and Jurgi Dang at the same at the same time. I, I don't so know what this team is. They 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 have options, but the the problem is that the guy uh, guiding the ship is not somebody that you or I have a lot of confidence in. Which guy, Flip or Ricky? <laughs> I'm Flip. Flip for sure. Flip. I will say this about Flip. He did win like 63 games one year in Detroit, or 65 or something. I think if you win over with, 60 as an NBA coach, you can't be terrible unless you're Mike he, Brown. His experience here in Washington, I think he's a legit coach. I don't have a problem with his coaching. He's not it's a disaster. simultaneous coaching and, and GMing that, that's, that's, oh, that's a terrible. question mark for me. Well, I just think that this team's all over the map. Like, they, they, you want to play the young guys. Rubio's in a contract year. I don't know what you do with Pekovic and they, it's just defensively they're going to be awful. It feels like and, they uh, should be on, you know, involved in basically every trade discussion that occurs uh, this season. Yeah, and I think Jalen, I made that point. This team is three trades away from being whatever they're going to be. Really tough conference. With all of this said, by the way, I'm going to really enjoy watching them on League Pass this year. They're a master, yeah. but they're, it's a hot mess. They're they're like the the they're like the Kathy Lee and Huda show, whatever that show is, when they're drinking on the ten o'clock Today Show. They're oh, a hot I don't, mess. I don't know that show. Yeah, they have the this whole Minnesota season is a couple drinks in it. <laughs> it sure does. I'll I'll don't watch forget. a lot of them. Shabazz Muhammad's still involved. Shabazz is, is allegedly in shape and uh, for the first time in his life. And I'm not giving up on Anthony Bennett. I think that guy's talented. So it's how do you get minutes to all those guys? The 27 and a half, what, what do you like? Under. Yeah, so they were 40 last year. And that means that they're 13 games worse now, having lost yeah. uh, K-Love. Well, and I'm also, not going to argue with you. At Let's some point, you have to just start ruining your own season for the lottery yeah. pick. We see teams yeah. do it all the time. I'm excited to watch it. And that, that would be the time, right? The, the, the most they can maximize uh, flipping these, these assets into something right now. At gunpoint, Andrew Wiggins, Hall of Famer, multi-all-star, one-time all-star, solid above-average starter, um, generic starter like a Marvel Williams type, semi-bust, or bust that we'll be making fun of for the rest of our lives. By multi all star, that means two. Now I would say like three or four. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm. I think that's where he's gonna end up. I think he's gonna be an all star a few times. Oh, okay. Not a, not a Hall of Famer. I think he's gonna be an above average starter, a possible slam dunk champ, and might make one all star team. I mean, That's it, where I land. It, 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 it depends. It's all, it's all situational, right? I mean, it, it's he's not going to get credit for his defense, which is going to be exquisite. Be great. I expect. Be um, great. I'm excited that's not for that. Translate into all star appearances. I'm excited for his defense. I'm excited Me to too. watch him. By the way, I hope he's awesome. I would love to see him be great, but I'm I'm skeptical. New Orleans, forty three and a half. Speaking of great, they have one of the best players in the league, Anthony Davis, and now he has Omer yeah. Sheik. Next to him, and Ryan Anderson back. And that was a team that won like 37 games last year anyway. No, they won 34 last year. 34. They threw away the last couple, I think. Well, oh, they, they, they were, became, you know, the injuries became, that they suffered were yeah. 
seismic. They get you know? annihilated by injuries. They got annihilated by injuries. So part of the the wager here is you think that they're going to have, uh, you know, a, a above average health, or maybe just average health because they did they had below average health last year. I think this is this year's Phoenix. I've looked at it from every angle. I think I'm gonna, that doesn't mean they'll I'm make the playoffs. The but I, what? I like the over. Go yeah, ahead, I like the over too. Four to three and a half. I just think Davis is really good. It's year three for him. Yeah. Ashik's going to really help them defensively. Ryan Anderson yeah. is excellent. <laughs> He's like 18 points a game and four threes a game. I agree. Uh, Drew Holiday's back. Everyone's talking about a career Tyreek year. I don't know if they make the playoffs, but I, I think they're a b- to play. And uh, I, agree and I would with, not with look forward to playing them. The thing that you, is, that's still uh, a, a question is Monty Williams, at least a question to me. Oh, a giant question um, for me. Giant pulsating question. <laughs> but this is by far the best team that he will have ever coached. Right, not even close. Uh, and really, I'm 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 taking the over because this is uh, uh, an Anthony Davis double thumbs up. I love I love AD. What's a What's Anthony Davis's nickname? Um, the brow. The brow. Right. This is this is all in on the brow. This over for me. I like him and Ashik together. Me I think too. that's a nice pairing. I really like those two. I, I think defensively they're going to be above average at worst. Just those, just from those two, doesn't even matter what the rest of the guys do. You have those guys now. You're protecting the rim, and I love Anthony Davis. And it, me too. It's just hard for me to believe that he's going to have three straight losing seasons to start his career. Somebody that good. Like you remember Durant? I think it was year three. They jumped to fifty plus wins that third year, right? Yep. Harden's rookie year. And uh, at some point, if you're one of the best seven, eight players in the league and you have good enough teammates and you can play both ends, you're going to be on the playoffs or close. So I, I think they're going to be in the mid to high 40s. So they're at that, you know, 44 is a good number and we like the over. Yeah. They, if they, that team's going 44 and 38 unless Anthony Davis is getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's it. Possible lock. Possible Phoenix, lock. 44. I don't like the so, looks of this team at all. I think the Channing Fry thing, letting him go, w- will prove to be an enormous undoing. Uh, Zach Lowe last season did a really interesting, intriguing deep dive into the success of the Phoenix Suns. And the one thing that leapt off the page at me was how crucial Channing Fry was to that success and what a unique, perhaps like most unique in the whole NBA skill set that he possessed that made him the perfect complement for the two-point guard system that Phoenix was running. I don't, mm. I didn't think for one second that that uh, he was expendable. Their talent wholly hinged on his uh, inside-outside flexibility and the way that that um, they ran uh, uh, the pick and pop with him. And I don't think that they have a replacement for him. I don't think either one of the Morrises is going to be a replacement for him. I don't think Tolliver is a replacement for that. I don't, I don't think PJ Tucker is going to be able to do that. Uh, so I think they are going in the wrong direction this year. I've always enjoyed Tolliver. 
So, but that's irrelevant. Um, it just felt like a lot of things went right for them last year. And they won 48. And it was just like, you know, I I watched a lot of those games. Like, it just, it never felt like a 48 win team to me. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that season, but it was hard. I was found it hard to believe they were 48 and 34 at the end of it, especially when they had, they missed all those Bledsoe games. So the case would be, well, Bledsoe's healthy this year. And now they have a real backup. You know, they have a guy that they, they never miss a beat now with Isaiah Thomas, no matter, they're always going to have two explosive scoring guards. I don't see how Isaiah Thomas is going to be happy on this team. It's a huge red flag for me. That guy was running his own team last year as a 20-point-a-game scorer, and now you're asking him to basically be the Nick Van Exel come-off-the-bench Dallas Mavericks guy, which I'm excited to watch, and I can't wait to watch, and I can't wait to watch the Suns team. But I think you're asking a lot from Thomas at this point of his career to delegate that much and just be like, all right, I'll come in for 25 minutes a game, and I'll get hot. And, I'm, you know, the guy's like he was in college three years ago. I, I, don't see I, I agree. It's a, it's a it's a tough fit. I I don't for one second uh, criticize them for uh, that insurance. It was an insurance move. It was a great insurance move. They got them at a great price. Um, but you know they they ended up having to resign Bledsoe and they let Channing Fry go in the, in the process. I like the under for this team. Yeah, I I, I don't think they're going to go below five hundred, but. 45 and 37 seems ambitious. And though the, I, I could see them between 40 and 44. By the way, I was dead wrong on this team last year. So it's probably a good sign for the Suns that yeah, I'm down on them again. Dead wrong. I just think the West got a little bit better and they got a little bit worse. They're going to miss Cheney Fry. I totally agree. It scares me a little that they paid the Morris twins. I was like the guys playing for a new contract. And yeah. You know, year two, you always it's always like big first years, take a step back, then big push year three. I'm excited to watch them though. I, I can't believe they're gonna play Thomas Dragic and uh and uh Bledsoe all together at the same time. That's gonna be phenomenal. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> so I have New Orleans and Phoenix basically switching spots as the teams that are on the cusp of cracking into the top nine but can't get there. Yeah, I like that. I don't have any reason to argue with you. Can't Sacramento, Sacramento, thirty and a half. What do you think? You skip, or no? You're, you're skipping around. You missed. No, Portland. I saved. Oh, I did miss Portland. Okay, Portland fifty. Ooh, I think that's exactly where they should be. I think it's a yeah. perfect number for them. It's great. I'm going to go under. <laughs> I'm going over. You go under every year on Portland on 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 principle. It feels like now. When's the last now, time you think you went over on Portland? First of I all, bet if we went back six or seven years, it, it, you haven't gone over on Portland once. First of all, that's that's the biggest mistake you've made on this podcast. And either part, <laughs> we argued about Portland last year, and I picked them to make the playoffs and made them my lock to go over. I love the Portland team last year. You forget, you just blocked it out of your mind because I kicked your Portland ass. Remember? Wait a second. I, I, I love Portland. Remember, I had a whole thing. Oh, they got well, a bench. We, I like there's Robin Lopez. I was, I, I was you're, all you're, in on that Portland like team. I didn't like them. I liked them as well. I, we both took them as an over them last lock. year. I, we didn't I had disagree bet with Jalen. Portland. We didn't make them a lock, but we didn't disagree. I had a bet with Jalen on the lobster. 
No. That they'd make the playoffs and that, yeah, I was in on Portland last year. I just okay. think 50 is right. a little high. I don't think they got any better. All they did was add Chris Kamen. Yeah, they won 54 games last year. Yeah, Why are they the going to be five better. games worse? They Kevin lost, Durant's uh, foot is, is broken. How's the West better? Okay, we'll disagree. The the one You're thing that would really I'm going under. The really yeah. I, I think they're in the high forties. The one thing that would really help them also, by the way, they I think the second half of the season they were like twenty three and twenty one, something like that. Okay. Like that was a pretty big track record of playing just about average. They had a hot start, stumbled to the finish, um Miracle win in the Rocket series, then they got a nice. You can call it whatever you first. want. They won a playoff series. Yeah. Aldridge stepped up. They won 54 games. I Great. believe in Portland. Okay. Hey, the thing that could change their destiny this year is if CJ McCollum's good. And I hope he is because he's, I like him. But if, if he's going to get if, all the run, uh, who left? Oh, Mo Williams. He he's could be a really good third guard on paper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sacramento 30 and a half. So I have an annual tradition of going over on Sacramento because every single year I look at uh, the young guys. It was Tyreek and Boogie. Uh, now it's, uh, uh, you know, a mature Boogie with Rudy Gay, uh, Mac Memore. Can I just say something? Go ahead. Boogie's, I love Boogie. Nobody rides the cult of Boogie more than me. Had him on the podcast. Root for him. Love him. It's a little too early to call him mature. Let's, let's. I, I think everybody needs to settle down on that storyline because the first time he flips out in a game, which will probably happen the first 15, all of a sudden he's not going to seem very mature. So they won 28 last year. Yep. You're, we're, 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 the, the, the question is, can they win three more? And I'm saying yes. I will say I intensely dislike Darren Collison for uh, Isaiah Thomas. Intensely dislike that. that Unless you uh, had a major, major, major personality problem on the team, which is my interpretation of everything that was handled in that regard last season. The reason I like the, uh, the over for this team is that this team has a crazy owner who yep. is willing to do anything to improve his team. Yeah. And uh, if there's anybody that's going to take a mighty run at somebody at a player like a Rajon Rondo, who, if he comes available or any of the Indiana guys, if they come available, it is uh, Vivek. Vivek? Vivek. 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 He's going to go straight for him. Staskis? <laughs> what about him? He was in the draft room. He was going around the room and making sure everybody agreed with his opinion that they should take Staskis. <laughs> That's right. I missed. I, I would have... They should have taken Alfred Payton and then just signed shooters in free agency. They went the other way. I'm not a Darren Collison fan. And it should mean something that that guy's been, I think this is his fifth team. Uh, New Orleans, Houston, uh, Clippers. There was another Pacers. This is 15. It's like 20, 25, 26. Why do people keep passing them around? Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you. I'm also going over. I think they're in the 32 oh. to 34 range. Nice. And uh, and the same reasons as you, I think they have a trade to make, and I think that owner wants to be good and is going to be pushing them. And uh, I actually think Stavskis is really going to help them. I, I would rather so. take I'm a paid. 
Me too. I think he's going to make a lot of threes and spread the floor for them. And their best lineup is going to be when he's out there. Probably with Raymond Sessions. All right. Uh, Utah, 27 and a half. You, you skipped the Spurs. No, I, I saved the big three for last. Oh, okay. I didn't. Uh, that, that's the curveball. Got it. Utah, 27 and a half. Yeah. I liked it better when Utah was like in a when, didn't they open in the twenty four twenty five range and, yeah, and they got now people like him get, they got getting excited about them yeah so I liked them better when they were at, at twenty five I love the over when they were at twenty five because mm. they won twenty five last year and I think that Quinn Snyder is going to be a tremendous upgrade at coach and I like very much what uh, his bona fides look like his bona fides I love him coming with an Atlanta kind of mind frame. You know, he ran the D-League team in San Antonio. Uh, I think these guys are going to play up-tempo. They're going to be launching threes. If Trey Burke can stay healthy, uh, I think that he and Hayward are going to be a dynamic combination. Um, and there's a lot of talent on this team, and young talent. It, it just feels like 28 might be a hair too many wins. It's You're going under. Okay. Um, I'm going over. I've, I've, after watching them play and, uh, Oh, what am I doing? I'm going to go under. (laughs) I was about to let you talk me into the over. I think they're going to be fun to watch. And I mean, you know, I'm going to do over. Do you think X is going to get any run this year? I do. I think he's going to have a Kobe esque. Kobe has a rookie type of first year where he'll play 15, 16 minutes a game and occasionally look really good and do enough that'll get us excited. I, I watched enough in the preseason to feel like that guy, that there might be real potential there, which is why I'm going to take you over too because I don't want to root for the under on this okay, team. Okay, good. Let's I, both I, take I the like over. I I'm going to enjoy rooting for them. The so thing is, take you over. if we're wrong, we're wrong. I don't care. The thing is, they're going to be one of the six or seven worst teams anyway. But I think Hayward's a pro. They have they have multiple forwards. They have uh, they the backcourt might be pretty good if Trey Burke's good. Yeah, Exum off the bench is fun. I Rudy Gobert. I know that guy might that guy might actually be you know a real asset this year. I I, I like this Jazz team. I they're going to be fun to watch. We're doing the over. For, okay. for the fun factor. Clippers, 56 and a half. Uh, just right away, over, please. Okay. I mean, well, I don't even... They won 57 last year. Why can't they win the exact same number again this year? Great point. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Do you have... Uh, I mean, they they, um, they lost Jared Dudley. Home games, the atmosphere is going to be really good. Blake's going to be an MVP candidate again. Chris Paul, a little motivated after last year's playoffs. Uh, Spencer Hawes is going to help, gives them different looks. High 50s seems very realistic. The only thing about this team that uh, gives me any pause whatsoever is um, wing defense. They really ask a lot of Matt Barnes. I was going to um, say, I was going to say anyone who plays wing. <laughs> I think they can yeah. address that though. I think that's a very fixable position. And uh, here's my prediction I'm going on the record. 
I think this is where Ray Allen ends up. Oh, wow. And I think when that happens, they trade Jamal Crawford for a defender on the wing. Wow. They, flip, they basically flip. Just prediction. This is a clairvoyant bill. I'm not I'm not reporting this. Don't put it in a sports blog with Simmons says Clippers getting Ray Allen. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a prediction. If if I was running the Clippers, my end game would be to sign Ray Allen, to convince him to come to L.A., beautiful place, um, to put him in that Jamal Crawford role, and to trade Jamal Crawford for somebody who could play perimeter defense for me. Those would be my Who goals. is that somebody? Who, who's out there that could play perimeter defense? A lot of dudes defense. out there. I don't know. All right. A lot of guys. All right. What about... I like it a lot. I mean, Ray Allen Jeff makes Green? all the sense in the world. Jeff Green? I don't like Jeff Three Green. Three-teamer? No? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm just offering Jeff Green everybody in the league. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm sure that guy's out there. I don't feel like going anyway, through the Anyway, sure. I, I love it. And it's a, it's a cool uh, blueprint for how they, they uh, might engineer themselves to get, get over the hump. I think the Spencer Hall signing was just sensational. I think it, it really frees up uh, both DeAndre and Blake. You know, they, they just yeah. had such a, de- a dearth of depth. You know, it's hard to believe that Chris Kamen wasn't the answer. But Doug, Doug was a huge Spencer Haas fan. He really liked him. He thought last year he could have swung the playoff race if he ended up on the, uh, on the right team. Yeah, I, did not. So I, I mean. <clears throat> so Between... here's the other case of the Clips. Oklahoma City's not getting the one seed now with Durant out for this many games. Right. They have a chance to get the one seed, the Clips, which would at least give them home court throughout the first three rounds, assuming yep. they're not going to be able to pass Cleveland. Their only real competition for the one seed from what I can, would, in my opinion, would be San Antonio and Golden State. Sure. Teams that could get to the high 50s because Oklahoma City's not going to be there. So Clips have a chance to really salt away the one seed if they if they th- go all in on the season, and I think they will. Well, you know so one thing, over. money's not going to be an obstacle to going all in. So if they see an opportunity to add a guy the way that you're talking about, they're going to go for it. Yep. Yeah, I, I love I, we we I love the over. I would call this a lock. Okay. Uh, OKC fifty three and a half. So pour a little out for the OKC. Oh, under. I'm going under. They won too. 59 last year. Yeah. I I don't think that a team, depending on Andre Roberson and Anthony Morrow, to play second banana to to, to Russell Westbrook offensively, uh, is is going to put a lot of fear in, into the Western Conference opponents that they will confront this year. And here's the other thing. We have no idea how long Durant's going to be out, but I know this much. It's a long and checkered history of people who have rushed back from a broken foot. And if, if they rush him back, they're idiots. Like, just well, it's not flat them. out, you are idiots. He's at the point in his career where he ought to be, and, and every indication from, from KD throughout his whole career is that he, he, he gets good advice, that he takes that good advice, that he has a good sound uh, framework for using, you know, executing good judgment. Right. If he's not ready, he's not coming back. So, if, yeah, but if, the, if your body can lie. All the way you, better though. by February, he's not coming back. Well, no, he'll be back before, like February. I think. No, be I'm back saying, you know, yeah. if, if it comes to be 
right. February, he doesn't feel all the way comfortable, Fine. and then he'll come back in, in March. And if he's not, you know. I hate I, – I think it's a really shitty thing to do to athletes to say, here's the time frame for the injury where they're going to return from a broken bone. Like, don't say six to eight. The six to eight weeks cannot be the narrative coming out of that. That's your best case scenario that he comes back in six to eight weeks. The reality is everybody's bone heals differently. And, like, Doug Collins had that exact same injury. I, talk, I talked to Doug for a while on the phone last week. Um, he had that same injury in Philly, rushed back, made it worse, and then ended up missing the whole season. And there, there's a bunch of guys that that's happened to. You don't mess around with this injury. And, and uh there, there's, there, we have a, a blueprint, a template for uh, not rushing back. You know, Derek Rose did not rush back, um, you know, uh, uh, two seasons ago. Right. Took a whole season off. And I think he has a screw in the foot, right? I think Don't he does. put a screw in this foot for, for that so. injury? Regardless, I, I think anyone who thinks he's coming back, like, oh, he'll be back around Thanksgiving or he'll be back mid-December, like, all right, we'll see. Because there's a chance he's not coming back till mid-January. You know, you just don't that, know. And that over-under is way too high. And that's why we, we like the under. We like the under. And I think like if, he, if he misses two months, 50 wins will be uh, impressive for them. I feel the same way. They'll, San they'll Antonio. Play great defense. San Antonio, uh, 57 and a half, the defending champs. <laughs> so and, uh, this is another one where I don't feel like I've taken an under for San Antonio in, in however long we've been doing this. You trust the infrastructure. I'm not about to start. I'll make me over. I'm, ta- I'm giving them the courtesy and the respect that they deserve and also taking the over. Yeah. They have 100% continuity. Yeah. Huh? 58 and 24. Here's the other thing. Even though all signs point to at some point Duncan starts really going off a cliff and same for Ginobili, all that stuff, but I think Popovich has figured out the regular season. He's figured out how to use his – Well, no, I'm just like he's figured out how to rest guys, how to use his bench, how to put his bench guys in the position to be like, hey, you're playing 38 minutes tonight. Great. I'm going to be awesome. I have two stats for you that revolve around the number 30. Yeah. The Spurs trotted out no less than 30 unique starting lineups last season. Yeah. And no one on the Spurs last season averaged over 30 minutes a game. He put on a clinic for how to handle the regular season with a, and, and how to use your roster. It's almost like how the Royals use their roster in the playoffs, you know? He's like, everybody on that team feels like they're part of what's going on. So if you're saying they're going to go under, you're saying they're going to lose 25 times. This is a team that can withstand an injury to anybody in their roster and, and cannot, and won't get sidetracked. I mean, maybe it'll hurt them a little, but they won't get sidetracked, you know? So, um, and also there's, there's Kawhi major breakout potential too, I think. Sure, of course. It's in there. It's lurking. Of course. He he might just become a twenty nine guy, twenty nine guy this year. Just be lights out. So over. Over. Okay. The courtesy over. So our locks are going to be Dallas over fifteen and a half, Golden State fifty one and a half. Do we want to make New Orleans a lock at forty three and a half or no? 
No. I, I, okay. Monty Williams gets in the way of that lock. Okay. Sorry, New Orleans. Let's do was... one more lock so that we have an odd number of locks. Okay. Should we do uh... OKC under as a lock? Or is that disrespectful? Yeah, that, the thing is, I don't want to root against OKC. Okay, what about the Lakers under? Oh, now you're talking my language. <laughs> We're both in agreement on that under. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, those are our three. I locks. want OKC. I want the rant to come back, and I want OKC to be awesome, and I want to yeah. watch them in the playoffs fight people off, and I hope they make a trade, and I hope they do right by Durant and Westbrook this season because I love watching those guys. Okay, All right, here we go. Yeah, totally agree. Mavs, 15 and a half. We both went over. Also made that a lock. Yes. Nuggets, 42 and a half. Under and under. Golden State, 51 and a half. Over, over, lock. Houston, 49 and a half. Under, under. LA Lakers, 30 and a half. Under, under, lock. Memphis, 48 and a half. Over, over. Minnesota, 27 and a half. Un, uh, under, under. New Orleans, we agreed on everything here. New Orleans, 43 and a half. Over, over. Phoenix, 44, under, under. Portland, always divisive in our relationship. 50. <laughs> I went under, you went over. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento, 30 and a half, over, over. Are you sure we, sure we, we be able to count Sacra- on you to take the under on Sacramento? Sacramento uh, in Utah, 27 and a half. We went over, over for both of those. Clippers, yeah. 56 and a half, over, over. OKC, 53 and a half, under, under. Spurs, 57F, over, over. Now, I'm looking at this. It seems like we have too many overs. We always have too many overs. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eh, Not that many. Okay. You went nine overs. I went eight. I went eight unders. I mean, I went eight. Oh, that's reasonable. So I have under for OKC, Portland, Phoenix, Minnesota, Lakers, Houston, Nugs. Okay. That's fine. May I put that? All right. So the one, so our locks are going to be Detroit thirty six, um, Indiana under thirty three and a half, Mavs fifty and a half, Golden State fifty one and a half over over, and then Lakers under thirty and a half. So we have five over unders, and then for disagreements we had a bunch of them. Hawks I had over you had under. Bulls, I had under you at over. Cleveland, I had over you at under. Uh, Toronto, I, I had under you at over. Cleveland. I know it already. Washington, we disagreed on Toronto. Washington, that's going to be a polarizing one for us. And then yeah. uh, Portland, under yeah. over. Wow, we agreed on the entire West except for Portland. I'm not that surprised. The, the West is kind either. of setting up a certain way. We're which everybody should be worried. I hope nobody rushes right out and tries to make any of these wagers. Cause if we both agree that way, that, that sets up for bad things. I know the number one BS report fan, Peter Benedict uh, loves our over-unders and then goes and wagers on them somehow. For them or against them. Oh, he wait, he wagers with us. He rides with Simmons and house. Oh, that's awesome. So Cavs plus two eighty to win the title. I'll tell you what I like. I think Dallas twenty-five to one, Golden State twenty-eight to one, and Memphis fifty to one are really solid long shot bets. Those odds are too high. Not saying they're going to win the title. I just think those odds are too high. They're just they're they're fun wagers. I especially like that Memphis one. Memphis has been built to to get to the finals each of the yeah. past three years, and it just really requires the stars to align a little bit for them. You know, they've they've just been missing one little 
offensive kick or one, you know, uh, Zach Randolph not punching somebody um, right. to, to, to take that, that, that leap, to make the leap. And then uh, for MVP, I'm not allowed to bet on this because I have a vote. But well, I'm Blake allowed is, to bet on it. Yeah, you are. Blake is 12 to 1. So the Clippers get a one seed. And LeBron, they really, David Blatt really does the thing where he rests LeBron a lot. You have to start looking for alternatives. LeBron is basically even. LeBron should win the yeah. MVP every year. But if they're playing him he 33 should. minutes a game, he's not going to. Yeah. Blake's 12 to 1. Westbrook is down to 15 to 1. Astonishingly, he was 35 to 1 a week ago. He's down to 15 to 1 now. Steph Curry, 30 to 1. Dwight Howard, 30 to 1. And that's really it. None of Let's see anyone else winning the MVP. What? You know what's curious to me is that, uh, if I was going to pick somebody on the Clippers, the guy I would I would pick is Chris Paul. I would do like he, this, this throwback. He just, you know, puts it in the wayback machine, puts the team on his shoulders. They rip off 62 games. He's, he's not going to be able to stay healthy enough to do that. Okay. All right. You win the MVP. Taken. You win the MVP, you bring it every night. He doesn't bring it every night. And I, I've been a season ticket holder for 11 years for them. And I went to games last year where he got his ass kicked. Anthony Davis had odds? 18-1. That's the one I would do. You need you need to, him to be in the low 50s for wins. Uh, you know, we, we both took the over. So, you know. They, I'm just telling you what needs to happen. That's a team that, that uh, can make the leap, is kind of poised to make the leap. And if he rips off a bunch of you know, uh, 30, 20s, and he's capable of it. I like right. it. Westbrook is interesting because let's say Durant misses 30 games, but Westbrook just puts that team on his back and they're 20 and 10 in those 30 games. Then Durant comes back and whatever. And then you can make a real case for him. And uh, Blake, the case would be just if they have the best record, a lot of times voters just gravitate to the best guy. Yeah, and I think he'd been there. Dwight, if the Rockets like went, if the Rockets went, 50, you know, fifty-four and twenty-eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Dwight put up to twenty-two and sixteen with three blocks again. Like had an old school Dwight season. I think he'd be in the mix. We will see. It's quite a season. What's your ti- what's your title pick, by the way? The Chicago Bulls. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am. Wow. Yeah, I, I can't I, look I at them objectively after they did, didn't they? They hurt my feelings last year with how badly I, they I, came up I, short. Well, he got hurt. Who do you have Chicago Bulls playing in the finals? The uh, San Antonio Spurs. Uh safe. I like it. Yeah, I have uh, Clippers and the Cavs. Uh, I love that too. You, you, it's very easy to talk me into that one. My fear with the Spurs is that they had the perfect season last year. Everything went right. I don't know. They, they nailed everything it. went right by 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 engineering, by pl- program, by plan. No, I'm just saying, like how it played out was just perfect. You can't have a better season than that. It's the greatest. They, they won had the a title. lot of guys out with injuries, right? Ginobili was yeah. out with injury for the for the. For, I'm not talking uh, about. I'm not talking about injury. I'm just talking about. They reinvented how teams think about the regular season with how they handled the minutes. They ripped through teams in the playoffs. They redeemed the worst sports loss really in the NBA in 1988, the Pistons. They redeemed that. And on top of it, murdered 
basketball in Miami. They murdered the Miami Heat. They actually, they they actually like shot the Miami Heat and killed it. Good riddance, too, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh! Are they gonna still do that now? Can you do that white. when you're 43 and 39? Yeah, with with uh, Mario Chalmers throwing the ball out of bounds and trying to feed it to Chris Bosh, sure. I'll defend the Miami fans in this respect. I did think there they, there was definitely an atmosphere at those games. I enjoyed going to big Miami Heat playoff games. I liked that. It was just different. It was the white shirts and Pitbull and just there was the white stripe song. And you did feel like there was real ownership. The problem for me is when they all split after game four. You didn't like that? They just, they, you know, nobody in that arena ever in a million years thought LeBron would leave. And that was his last home game. And by the time the game ended, there was four people in the building. And I thought that was terrible. I I don't have any basis for uh, taking on a a fan base. And I have no problems with Miami. But the stories about how many people were out of the the arena the year before in game six. It was incredible. Yeah, so that that's the thing that I find unforgivable. That it's was incredible because yeah, there were two threes. There were two threes down. Even if he makes both free throws, he ended up making one, so they're down five with twenty eight seconds left. But you know, it, that's doable. You can't leave yet at that point. That was Whether horrible. Whether doable or not, it's a basketball game, and yeah. there's only twenty thousand people there. Like, what what do you need to beat the crowd for? What what are you doing? It's the finals. Like, why do you I, need to beat everybody out the door? I don't know. I don't know. I wish that had been LeBron's reason for leaving. Instead of writing the letter about his homecoming to Cleveland, he's just been like, I gotta be honest, I've never forgiven Miami fans for leaving with twenty eight seconds left. <laughs> I had to I, I had to get out of this place as soon as I could. Uh, Who killed him? LeBron. Nobody could complain. It's gonna be a great I love season. watching that guy. How many how many great LeBron years do we have left? I'm counting on four. Mm, four. Wow. Well, that'd MJ be great. I'd love MJ that. MJ did it. Mm, LeBron's at 40,000 minutes already. Yeah. So that's the most important thing that he and David Blatt need to work out this season is getting LBJ his rest. And that's the only reason I took the under. I'm looking at Jordan's career minutes. Because he missed, he had the broken foot season and then the two baseball seasons. Yeah. Jordan played. Wow. Jordan played 41,000 career minutes, and that includes the, the 5,100 he played in Washington. Mm. So he played – that's unbelievable. So Jordan, during the entire Bulls era, played 4,000 minutes less than LeBron has already played. The thing that, that LeBron has going for him Science? is he's – He's a giant, yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He's a giant man. Giant man, right. Um, cool. So we have... Yeah. I'd still bet on LeBron for MVP. I mean, I think those long shot bets are great, but here's an idea. Just bet on the guy who, who's won four MVPs and who's coming home and is going to be fired up every play, every time he plays a home game. I think LeBron's going to shoot like 60% at home and average like a 39-9. You think he's going to score that much? I, I think he's going to go nuts. He and much. he's going to go crazy in these home games. Nobody, yeah, I, he's just going to go nuts. I love the 60% uh, shooting from the field at home. 
I think he's going to be a distributor. I think he's going to be this 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 master uh, out top. You know, making sure that that uh, Kyrie is comfortable, making sure that Dion's comfortable, making sure that Caleb's comfortable. Uh, I'm really excited for Kevin Love. I'm excited to watch him on a really good team, and I think people are going to feel dumb by late November that they ever didn't think LeBron and Love were going to be just all time incredible together. I think they're going to be outstanding together. Who, who really that? Good. People doubt that. There seems it's like be extraordinary. There seems like there's a weird Kevin Love kind of. Well, Minnesota, he never made the playoffs. All that stuff. I don't, I don't think people realize how good he is. I don't think that had anything to do with his skill set. It had everything to do with people's, um, you know, dislike of his comportment, his demeanor, his leadership, mm-hmm. his questionable leadership skill. All of those things are are fine uh, uh, criticisms to, to levy. You know, those yeah. really, to me, those are all criticisms that belong to the organization and not not the player. But um, he, his skill set, who who can argue? It's going to be extraordinary. It's going to be extraordinary. I can't wait. Kyrie's yeah. the wild card. Who knows with him? Well, I, 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 don't, I actually don't worry about Kyrie at all. I think Waiters is the wild card. <laughs> He's permanent wild card. Yeah, permanent wild card. I, I have a feeling LeBron and Waiters are going to click. I can't explain it. I just, I'd like that combo for some reason. We'll see. He, he, can do, he can put him under his wing. He can do the big brother thing to him. You know, it'd be funny if David Blatt was just horrible as a coach. Everyone's <laughs> kind of penciling him as this good coach, but he's never coached an NBA game. It'd be funny if like, he was just totally overmatched and terrible. And like within 10 games, people were like, oh my God, David Blatt. I think he's going to be excellent, though. He's going to be excellent. He's not going to be terrible. He's going to be no, he won't. terrific. He won't. I trust, I trust all of the interviews I've read from. Yeah. Joe House, hey. two parts. NBA over-unders. Another one is in the books. It was a pleasure. We've done it. We did it. Uh, House Eats 5 coming out soon on the Grantland channel. Hopefully we'll get to see you in LA. Uh, a pleasure. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yeah. We need to find somebody to take us on. Partners. Golf. Golf. Let's do it. Yeah. We're ready. Best ball. Me and House versus you. Whoever that yeah. is. We'll play it. All right. Thanks, House. Good times. Late. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.